history for hooligans. I am Mrs. Silverman and Mrs. Aquaman, you'll hear shortly. And today we will be discuss the causes and effects of the Protestant Reformation. So let's get started. One of the biggest causes of the Protestant Reformation was corruption, and specifically corruption in indulgences, the misinterpretations of the Bible, and social economy and luxury of the clergy. And in the indulgences, what would happen was that the church would tell the public that before heaven, for some, there would be the purgatory, which is like a waiting room for heaven where they would pay for their sins until they're able to go to heaven. And what the church then did is that they made it so if a person does good deeds, then their time in purgatory shall be decreased. And this good deed could be seen as donating to the church, donating money to the church, participating in church campaigns. That would be considered a good deed that then would reduce a person's time in purgatory. And that could be, in this, like, less time in purgatory could be purchased or um, through indulgences. Because an indulgence is basically the good deed of them paying money to the church for an indulgence, which usually comes through a card or a, a letter from... That's from the Pope, I believe, who would be like, who would write, you, your sins have been decreased, your time in purgatory as well. And basically, that's the indulgence. This can be bought for people themselves or for their relatives as well. And then there's also the misinterpretation of the Bible. Now, this is one of the biggest things for Martin Luther specifically, because he, Martin Luther, was very faithful to the Bible. He stuck to the Bible, and his almost all of his view on Christianity was based from the Bible. And the fact is that when he went to his trip in Rome, he noticed that what was mentioned in the Bible wasn't actually being practiced in Rome leading him to to see the corruption of the church in Rome. And and finally, the socioeconomic position of all the individuals in Rome was a very important aspect to this corruption because the peasants lived in a lived a horrible lifestyle, lived in basically misery, especially those who um, were, lived in the rural side, since at the time there were still feudal aspects there. Um, and everything, everyone, the peasants lived terribly. However, while everyone living, everyone, the peasants, who made the majority of the population, lived in a horrible lifestyle in misery, the clergy, especially the high clergy, lived a luxurious lifestyle with paintings, with churches, 
they lived an amazing lifestyle that really contradicts the rest of the population. And this was a very, it was a very large socioeconomic inequality of a corruption that the leaders who were supposed to be part of them, who were supposed to be there for them, they lived a much better lifestyle than the others, which is what Martin Luther thought when he visited Rome, seeing the corruption in Rome. Another reason for the Protestant Reformation was Martin Luther's inner demons. Because Martin Luther, who originally became a monk because of his promise to God that if he survived a very bad storm that almost, whose lightning almost struck him, he would become a monk. And he was, he was determined to be a really good monk. That was his, deter- he was determined. However, he was tormented by feelings of unworthiness, consumed by spiritual obsession, and coming to terms and struggling to come to terms with his inner sinner and judgmental God. And he was just, had, in other words, he was struggling to deal with his inner, de- inner demons or his conflicting emotions within him. And the fact is that because of this struggle, it led him to have, it led for two important things for the creation of the Protestant, for the Protestant Reformation. One of them was his trip to Rome, which is basically like the tipping point where he was able to see all the corruption that happened in Rome, which led him to create the 95 points, which were really like, kind of like the spark that once he lit that spark with the 95 points basically everything the reformation has started and that those 95 points were inspired by his trip to rome which was caused which he went because of his inner demons or struggles with his emotions and his feelings of unworthiness and his spirituality And of course, there is also the translating of the New Testament while he was in hiding. Now, this one's a bit later, a later cause, but it still was a really big push in the Reformation because when he went into hiding and was specific after being purposely kidnapped by his friends, oddly enough, um, I mean, I understand, but still. (laughs) And then when he was um, purposely kidnapped, by his friends, he was given refuge in Wartburg, in Wartburg, or as in German, Wartburg, Wartburg, with the, like the V, I believe, um, castle by Prince Frederick the Wise. And when while he was there, he struggled with depression, and the biggest way that he dealt with that was by translating the New Testament in the Bible to common language, so then people who were not in the elites. People who were not in the church and who weren't monks, the peasants could read the Bible. And then once they could read the Bible, they could see the differences in the actions and notice, huh, there's no purgatory here. There's no indulgences. So why am I paying these if the Bible doesn't even mention them? And then that would cause such a riot and a lot of problems for 
the church and really like give a big push to the Protestant Reformation. And lastly, a major cause for the Protestant Reformation was the Renaissance. As much as this situation isn't really recognized when studying it, it was one of the main causes of everything when it comes to the Protestant Reformation. Um, The Renaissance was a phase through which science, mathematics, philosophy, and much more developed. And it started before the Protestant Reformation, obviously. Um, But that was also the spark of church art. And at that point, it kind of radicalized and art started to only be valued if it was in relation to God. And that was one of the first signals of really radical Catholic corruption. Secondly, um, with the printing press inventions, which was also during the Renaissance, without it, Martin Luther would be unable to spread his thoughts and ideas and his words in such an effective manner and possibly could have put a halt on the procedure of the Protestant Reformation. And lastly, through the Renaissance, as I stated, the church started to gain more power specifically through art, but by that time, sins started to become crimes. So even the smallest of sins would become a crime, something that anyone would be penalized for, which started the certain radicalization of the Catholic religion. And with all this in mind, we have to see the effects, what happened after all of these causes were put together and placed into the Protestant Reformation. Now, I shall read two of the effects while Mrs. Aquaman reads two others. So, one of them was, one of the effects of the Protestant Reformation was the splitting of the church, where the church, the the Christian church, that was originally the the biggest, like the universal church, split into two, one side being the Roman Catholic Church and the other one being the Protestant Church. And this was such an important thing because it basically the biggest power in the world at that time, the biggest thing that kept everyone together during the Middle Ages, which was the church, was being cracked in half, was being, um, as Edu says, was being, it caused a schism in the Christian church of the division of the Catholics and the Protestants, which would then cause, like, so many rifts because the power changed. So then everything in that society and all the future events that are going to happen in that period are going to change. And some, and many consider the Protestant Reformation to be one of the biggest events in, like, the last a thousand years. And it is because everything changed at once. It was not, like, just for one kingdom. No, it was for all. Because the Christian, the Christian kingdom, the one in Rome, was the biggest, the superpower of everything that kept everyone together. And all of a sudden, it changes everything changes after that and also since the major superpower the the one that held everyone together changed and cracked in a way um the christian church there the power that was really in the church hands was like up for grabs in a way 
Because, yes, they didn't rule kingdoms, but they kind of did because they had regulations, like in the indulgences, activities that would usurp most of the tithes and the economy of in of such such kingdoms to the church and their own deeds so then when this when the church kind of had a schism in it the power was up for grabs and that was especially seen by german princes because german princes saw that the power that the church wasn't as strong as it was and they could really like kind of zabafar which what they've been stuck with for ages because they could if they broke with rome they could rule without bishops meddling into what they do and their legislations they could hold on to tithes that were taken by the church as indulgences and they could confiscate church land. So it would really be a win-win if they broke with Rome. But they never really been able to do it because Rome was such a superpower. But when Rome had a schism, it was possible. And then everyone was grabbing for power, which then leads to violence and religious wars, as Mrs. Aquaman will explain right now. Also, literacy rates thoroughly improved. Um with the church controlling all of societal development or at least being the second most noble community during the roman empire rule they kind of only left education as something for the two highest classes which were the catholics and the nobles not the catholics the church and the nobles and that left 90 percent of the population the peasants to be illiterate and after the downfall of the Catholic Church and the Catholic Empire at that time, literacy rates started to increase. Probably a reason why the Catholic Church did not even bother to try to explain or teach um, or even spread literacy to um, the peasants was mainly because if they ever noticed anything about them that they were against with the amount of people that were on their side, they would most likely be um, overthrown. So after all of the corruption and the fall of the Catholic Church, literacy rates thoroughly improved. Also, there was the concept of skepticism, which was the freedom for people to question ideas, the freedom for people to explore different philosophical ideologies and concepts, which was obviously something that was not allowed during the Renaissance or towards the end of the Renaissance, Neither was it allowed when the Catholic Church had absolute power. And it really opened gates to what kind of forms our modern society now. A lot of the things, such as skepticism, is kind of what forms our secular society, which is really important to note. And it's really important to see how the Protestant Reformation sparked a lot of what we use in our day-to-day lives. Thank you so much, and this was the Protestant Reformation for History for Hooligans. See you next time.